Namaste, listeners. I've got some exciting news for you. Stewie is joining me tonight. Yes, that's right. I'm joined by an exceptional bloke passionate about sport. You're back. How are you, mate? Nate, Nate you didn't blink once. <laughs> are you okay? Blink once if you're under duress. That's a wink, not a blink. <laughs> This week on the Sport Blokes. This week, I'm back. It sure is. Nathan and I revisit some of the many stories since I took off the holidays. Injuries, head knocks, suspensions and upsets as we reflect on the first two rounds of the AFL season. And I've added to my jersey collection. Stewie's back in the AFL too. Let's go. It's 8.08 on Wednesday, the 29th of March, 2023. Good to have my fellow Sport Bloke riding shotgun with me once again after nearly a month to the day. How yeah. you going, mate? Yeah, and the words are stained. It's been a while. It has been a while. It has. I've, I've uh, got some good tunes, old stained. Been to the other end of Australia and back. Yes, tell us. How was Tassie? How was uh, Victoria? Well, look, before we get there, I just want to give out a massive shout out to the Throwback Hoops boys, Woody and Robbie, as well as the Ginger Assassin, Alex Roberts. Filled in amazingly for me while I was away. Quite frankly, they did such a great job. I was worried you weren't going to want me back. <laughs> No, no. Good to have you back, Shui. Good to have you back. Absolutely. No. Great. As my girlfriend said to you this evening, you're still my number one sport bloke after Nathan. Well, look, you know, <laughs> second comes right after first. It does. It does. It's a Simpsons reference for you. Yes, yes. It's reminding me of that racehorse we talked about too. Right. Speaking of racehorses, horse. yeah. race I saw Farlap while I was over in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that the, I think I've seen it too. Is that in the MCG Museum or is it in the State Library or is it in the country somewhere? Where is it? Maybe I didn't see Farlap. <laughs> Maybe I saw a replica. There was a horse there that had a whole bunch of info about Farlap around it, so I just assumed. Was that, where was that? Uh, you sent me. No, the... Oh, the, the museum. museum. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes, I've yeah. seen it somewhere too, I think. Might be yes. a replica. Anyway, who knows? But look, I mean, I could spend an hour talking about how amazing Tasmania is. I fell in love with the place. It is spectacular. A little bit horrible to drive, very windy roads, but... Are just so worth going to. I would highly recommend it. It's a real charm about places like Hobart, Launceston, and Devonport. It's kind of like going back in time a little bit, which is pretty cool. <laughs> it's our Cuba, is it? Well, a little bit, yeah. I, I always love on when they show the NBL and they show kind of the waterfalls and the surrounds. It just looks amazing. Yeah. I'd love to get there one day. Yeah. yeah. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, one day. Do have a couple of sport related items from the trip, though. Yes, please. So first day in Hobart, we stayed at the Move and Pick Hotel. Beautiful, beautiful spot right down near the water. And I look out the window and I see across the road, there's a Salvo store. And one of our good friends has had a, a fair bit of luck in recent times in the Salvo stores around here. Was able to pick up a, a really nice Minute Bowl Washington Bullets jersey. Oh, yes, yes, he did. I thought, you know what? I'll try my luck. I'll jump in, see what they've got on the, the shelves there. And you never know. Oh, got to be in it to win it. And I walk in and within three seconds... I spot it. There is a rack with NBA jerseys on it. I thought, oh, you beauty. Let's have a look and see what they are. Now, three Carl Anthony Towns jerseys, all different, I will say. So managed to find the light blue MSP, which is, you know, the light blue with the MSP for Minneapolis. Yeah. So I found one of those. The old school, late 90s, the black ones with the... Oh, like the, nice. Like the yeah, yeah, the KG kind of... When he did that dunk, remember when he did yes. that tip like from his knees? From his basically, knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing one of those, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. 
And I managed to find one of the white swingman ones as well, swingman, depending on how you, how you say it. Swingman would be a lot better than swingman. I would imagine swingman, given that tends to be a phrase used in basketball parlance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know why. That's like when I said derby instead of derby. Or derby instead well, of derby. Well, that's, that's, I spoke like a New Zealander for one word in one of the episodes. But Alex, <laughs> I did hear that. I just left it in. That was fantastic. <laughs> and so anyway, I found these three and I thought, oh, this would be interesting to see how much they cost. $11 each. You can't help but think if... Did a Timberwolves fan like throw the toys out of the car or something? Like, well, what's happened here? It's you? funny you say that because I went up to the counter and I sort of, oh, you know, I'll get all three of these. These are awesome. I said, do you have any more? And the lady's like, oh, I've actually got a little bit more out the back. Uh, I haven't actually had a chance to go through and price everything up, but I'll have that ready by tomorrow. Oh, fair enough. Have a bit of a look. And so I came back in the next day and I shit you not, there was one of those entirely black, you know, the ones that are like black on black. So black on black Minnesota Derek Rose, the beautiful purple Derek yes, Rose that I'm yes, wearing. So yep. the purple city edition swing mat. That almost that almost looks like one of those TBT uniforms, actually. The yeah. basketball tournament ones. Yeah. yeah. A bit. It's, yeah. it's bloody nice though. It's uh, on, different. Yeah. On top of that, the Kevin Garnett jersey that you were referring to, a 1990s Mitch and Ness. Okay. Which is very, very nice. Very the lead there. That's the good one. Yes. Well, that and the yellow icon edition swing man of LeBron James as well. For oh. the Lakers. So I found all of those plus a 2022 West Coast Eagles Indigenous jersey, 100 bucks total. I'm surprised she didn't wise up and charge you double knowing that you were going to pay it. Well, look, I would have happily paid double. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an amazing haul, mate. You've done yeah, very well. Any one of those jerseys on their own is worth more than that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And while we were waiting for our flight home, I'd actually messaged you and said, oh, I've got a bit of spare time. And you said, well, why don't you go to the Australian Centre for Moving Image in Fed Square? And I managed to commandeer one of the Nintendos to play international cricket for about half an hour. <laughs> half an hour? Yeah. Wow. You oh, did well. It's a 50 over match. Yeah, right. I played it. I think I batted one over when I played that at the museum. <laughs> oh, it's like the kids run them up. I was very good at bowling. Batted like Glenn McGrath. Yeah. Okay. Not great. So you bowled and batted like Glenn McGrath. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good point. Yeah. A lot of, much, a lot of slower balls out. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, he mastered the slower ball. Caught on the boundary. Yeah. Good stuff. Speaking of, got Woody. Kind of got Woody. He was only like 1.5 or 2% you off it. didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was as close to getting him as... He's neat. Fantastic. Amazing. He's so good with that cricket I've got stuff. a couple of ideas for the next time. So yeah, okay. okay. Well, I, I said to him, and I can't remember if it made the cut or if I said it to him off air, but I, I said kind of, look, we'll kind of get harder and harder each time you get you we get you on the show where we'll probably get to the point where it gets so obscure that it's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, no, to, tough ones. We'll have to get that obscure. Well, we will. We will. You know, he's getting frigging Mahanama, <laughs> getting that within what, whatever it yeah, was. Like, yeah, well, he said he was one of his favourite players, though, so that helps. So, yeah. Right? But shout out to those boys. I know they had Jack Heverin on tonight. We've chatted with them briefly on our little uh, messenger chat prior to hitting record. Mm, looking so. forward to hearing that one. Yeah, me too. The other big thing, mate, that I do have to talk about is the last couple of weeks, my lovely firstborn daughter was dragged down. Not even dragged down. She was she was invited to go down to one of the parks to basically do one of these AFL Oz kick or AFLW Oz kick, as it turns out. And she's in grade one. Is that the age that it starts? Maybe. Well, oh, there's some pretty young kids. She, she's in grade one. I know my my three and a half year old was able to do some of the drills as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Run by the West Perth Football Club. Good on him. And she, she's kind of taken a bit of a, a liking to the game. And Very good. Wanted to get involved. So we've gone down and bought her a little rainbow colored mini football which is quite good. Very nice. Brought it back to the house today. The very first kick at our house went straight into the young one's shins and put her into tears. Oh, she's kicked into the woman on the mark. Yep. 
Oh, disappointing. Yeah. No, but good start. Yes. And that reminds me of the story. Was it Evelyn that wanted to watch cricket that time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, she's done it. Well, I mean, brilliant. Olivia kept me up one night while the Olympics were on watching beach volleyball. And then, yeah, everyone's watched the cricket, calling the fours and sixes. Very nice. So, you just got to get him into the basketball. That's a, a hard play. That well, one. give it time. I'm trying. Give it time. Now, I should say at this point, we've gone for a few minutes already, probably more than a few minutes. Please. Check the timestamps to see what we'll be talking about today. And as always, thank you very much to those of you that like and subscribe. Now, I know you have some, I guess, reflections on some of the stuff that came up in the episodes while you weren't here. Some of that will weave through the different topics, but we didn't have too much NBL on the agenda today. Although looking at your notes there, we probably could just about do a section for NBL, but far away. I do want to actually probably preface all this by saying that if you're not a big fan of my voice, maybe switch off now because it's going to be a very stew-heavy episode. Oh. <laughs> Well, what are you talking I've about? I've got a lot of points to get across. Yeah, no, no, please. Good to have you back. I will say this. I did not see a whole heap of the NBL finals. Obviously, traveling around as much as we were, didn't really get a huge opportunity to spend as much time in front of KO as I would have liked. The girls did have uh, a lot of energy for certain things like playgrounds and such. Well, you were on holidays. Yeah. You can be excused. And had the Wildcats been playing, you would have been watching them, I'm sure. I but would have, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah. But one of the interesting things for me was that game five, I didn't realise, I didn't think it was going to go five, quite frankly. And so I booked our flight home from Melbourne to Perth as game five was basically. Yeah. And at the time, it seemed like it was going to be this big disaster. Oh, God, you're going to miss it. And then our plane got delayed on the tarmac. So straight back off airplane mode. Nice. KO on. And I managed to watch the entire fourth quarter on the tarmac. Very good. And look, it was a great game. I wanted to definitely agree with one of your points. You were talking about how Angus Glover was the guy who kind of turned that game around. A couple of big plays, obviously that offensive rebound off the side of the backboard. Yes. He dunked and then the three-pointer a couple of possessions later. Yes. He is the reason. And that three, I sat there thinking to myself, that's the game. Yeah, well, I thought the dunk prior to it was just about the game, but the three just put the cherry on top, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've been on his bandwagon from... Quite an early stage, actually, for a number of seasons. So good to see him do well. And he's re-signed, too, yes, I believe, for two years, I think. A so big get for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's only on the way up. But I think if you look at the New Zealand point of view, there's going to be two things they're going to be ruining all of off-season. Obviously, losing game two, Derek Walton Jr. and Xavier Cooks both played, I think, less than seven minutes. Yep. So that's playing the second half, that, I don't think. That's a really, really bad loss. I mean, obviously, it speaks to the depth of that Sydney Kings team, but you would not expect to be losing to Quart Noy, DJ Vasiljevic and Angus Glover. And I've got to say, I didn't give Noy enough credit in that kind of recap that I recorded at the start of one of those episodes with Alec. He was excellent. He was excellent in game two and he was excellent in game five as well. Basically, because I was kind of schooling Alex up because he's not as into the NBL. And he was like, oh, who's this bloke? And I'm like, mate, like when Xavier Cooks goes to the bench, they almost lose nothing the way Noy was playing in the playoffs. They almost got the same production out of Noy that they got out of Cooks. And, geez, he was a major part in them winning. As you say, that depth is huge. That's massive. The second one, which is something that, funnily enough, haven't heard a whole heap of talk about, is the New Zealand execution. So if you look at the end of Game 5, they're up seven points with just under seven minutes left. And to get to seven, they had this really nice pick and roll with Derek Pardon and Brown. Rolls to the basket, huge two-hand dunk. Yeah, the little handoff. Yeah, I talked about that. Yeah, exactly. That was like the last good play just about for the New Zealand breakers. But then if you look at the offensive execution from there on, it was absolutely putrid. And I've actually gone back today and just re-watched it because I wanted to make a list. I remember watching at the time thinking, this is horrible. 
But listen to this, and apologies, there are quite a few plays to go through, but it's really bad. And I don't think choke is the right word. I just think maybe crumbled under pressure. They were the away team. Yeah, it's... it's I don't think... I didn't feel like a choke to me. I don't know. It's, it's borderline. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Borderline. Yeah, it was a poor finish. It really was a poor... Like I kept saying, it would have felt like the one that got away. It would have. So here's the rundown of basically the last seven minutes of offense from the New Zealand Breakers. So McDowell White, left-handed leaning floater against the shot clock. So not a great shot. Brantley step back three. For the record, I did think Xavier Cooks fouled him on that, but it's a step back three. It's not a great Low shot. Low percentage, yeah. Brantley one-on-one missed this flip shot and he was out of bounds before he took the shot as well. So probably justice that he didn't score off that one. Brantley travel after being triple teamed. So it's not great reading already for Brantley. Brown Jr. missed three after 13 dribbles. That's a lot of dribbles. Pounding the ball, yeah. A lot. No ball movement. No. Brown Jr. fouled on a shot, called side ball, which I thought was a bit disappointing. And then Brantley misses a three off the inbound. So not good. Brantley missed layup on an ISO in the low post. Which is probably a high percentage shot. It's probably one of the few possessions that wasn't too bad, but it was just a miss, I'm but, guessing. But again, he had two or three guys around him. There's opportunities right. to make passes. Didn't right. do it. Yeah, okay. Moving screen on Rob Lowe, which a lot of people have talked about, oh, that was bullshit. It was a terrible call. I think it was there. I don't know. I think I've seen a lot worse not called. And I think in dying stages of a game five, I let that one go. I don't, Personally. I don't let other players decide. I look at each play in isolation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. If, but but also you got to be try and be consistent with what, true. you know what I mean? So yeah, I didn't love that call. Fair enough. So the next play you had that bullshit stop when Cooks falls down and it was a five on four. Yes. Thankfully there was a little bit of justice there off the inbounds pass. Brown Jr. makes a three. And that's their last points for the game. And then it goes, Brown Jr. one on three, missed layup. Brantley, high lob for pardon, blocked by Cooks. Good good play by Cooks. Very good play. Yeah, yeah, good break up there. Brown Jr. missed pull-up three. Possibly the worst seven minutes of offense you could imagine in that situation. And like I've said on so many occasions, Brantley did fall in love with those threes a little yeah. too often. But he's been rewarded with the contract of the Utah Jazz, so yeah. good on him. Yep. And look, Let's, He's good enough for the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. let's give some credit to the Sydney Kings. Oh, of course. Of it's, course. Some, it's something I don't often do. And I, You are wearing purple. I am indeed wearing purple. No, I have to give a massive shout out to Sydney because they did break up a lot of stuff. There were a number of those plays I've mentioned where I can actually remember, you know, Justin Simon pushing through a screen or Cooks with a hard show that maybe altered what the players were going to do. So they did defend incredibly well. But I think New Zealand bailed them out in a few possessions as well. Yeah, that sounds fair. I mean, it's been a little while since I've seen it now, but that that sounds all quite quite reasonable and accurate to me. And Simon, yeah, sort of player you love to have in the playoffs. Yep. And and at the start of the series, he was looking like he might win Finals MVP, but he kind of trailed off a little bit at the end, didn't he? But they did it by committee. But the thing is, he had you know the game two that he had with those six deals, where again New Zealand couldn't get anything going. Oh, he was a beast! Like that seat, that is absolutely series changing. Of course, if he doesn't have that game, New Zealand win game two, and they probably win the series. And how gutsy was the call to leave Cooks and Walton Jr. on the bench? Massive, super gutsy. But again, do you have a little bit more respect for Chase Buford as a coach? As no, a result, not at all. <laughs> well, why should I? The players that plugged in did the job for him. I, I... Oh, he must be doing something right. I think. Again, I, I've said this before and I've said it again. If, if he could go and do the same thing with Cairns or Tasmania, Brisbane, Brisbane, then I would have some respect. And we'll talk about the AFL at some stage this evening because there's some coaches that are kind of doing some things that reflect this. But yeah, no, that'll be on this episode. Yep. Again, I just got I look at it and I just say, can he do the same thing with a lesser squad? I think he's incredibly blessed. 
I think he's a very good manager. I don't think he's that great a coach. Okay. That's no, no, fair enough. No, no. Hey, I put you on the spot and you stuck to your guns and fair enough. You're entitled to your opinion and that's fair enough. He's got two championships and I don't. Well, that's right. (laughs) And look, I'm not convinced that he's the next coach of the San Antonio Spurs like Joseph always bangs on about on NBL. I think RC Buford would be crazy to install his son as coach. I think it's more likely to be someone like Brett Brown who would would step in next. I was thinking Quinn Snyder might, but of course he's taken a job since too. So, Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, we won't even know if he's any good if he does come back for a third season because it, there's all this talk about him getting freaking DJ Hogue and Keanu Pinder. So again, his squad would be even stronger. Yeah, well, time will tell. There's a long yeah. way to go. Free agency doesn't open until tomorrow. So there's there's a long way to go with that. Yeah, if he has an inferior lineup next year and he wins it again, I might change my tune. But yeah, fair enough. No, no, fair enough. Yeah. Asked and answered, Your Honour. Yeah. Fair enough. And now, what made Stu say bloody hell? Well, the bloody hell this week goes to the Western suburbs of Melbourne and Western Bulldogs champion Dougie Hawkins. Now, last week he was on a work site in Yarraville and a storm decided to roll in, as it does in Melbourne. Melbourne storm, yes, of yes, course. Yes. Uh, that wasn't what I was referring to. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, uh, but, well, that's, but well played. Wrong code. Well played. <laughs> yeah. And as it's come in, he's taken shelter under a small booth of some description. Yes, very good. There's a, another a, rugby, a bit of another, Birmingham. Another, yeah. another rugby reference. Yeah, yeah. So not long after that, the booth gets struck by lightning, which Mm. is a big deal. I mean, I've never been close to being struck by lightning, so I wouldn't have a clue what it's like. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Sri Lanka, right? Actually, that's a good point. I second-guessed myself, but I was right. That's a very good point. Okay, we'll come back to that. Do you know what? Funnily enough, that was actually this day. Well, because it's on your Facebook memory or something. It actually popped up this... How did I not remember that? The minute you said this would be a quick bloody hell, we were destined for it to be a long one. You've got to explain now. Do we finish finish Dougie and then we'll come back to Sri Lanka? We will. Let's do that. So basically, yeah, he's sitting underneath this booth. It's been struck by lightning and it apparently shook for about 10 seconds afterwards. The biggest noise he's ever heard in his life in 62 years. Yikes. He's continued to work after that's happened, but a colleague sort of said, well, you look a little bit pale, a little bit cross-eyed which is probably part of the course. To be honest. <laughs> it's like, oh, your speech is really effective, Dougie. <laughs> what do you mean, Elizabeth? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so happens he works with someone named Elizabeth. <laughs> and so he's feeling a bit lightheaded, a little bit unwell. He takes off to the doctors and they send him off to the hospital to get his heart checked. He's okay. But according to Dougie, it scared the shit out of him. Well, as it would. So it's a bit of a shame that that booth wasn't a, one of those pop-up toilet things. Or made out of entirely of sneakers. I'm not getting that right. Oh, you know, rubber, you meant to ground yourself with oh, electricity. Right. I was like, what are you going with that? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so to Dougie Hawkins and the crack that nearly took him out, all I can say is bloody <laughs> Now we need to talk about some Yes, we do. This is a good story. I mean, you weren't even there for it, were you? No, I wasn't. I was going to say. No, but that's why I second-guessed yes, myself. No, that's yeah, me. yeah, yeah. So I was on that trip, but we all arrived at different times. So you got to India first and you were there for a week on your own, weren't you, when you got really sick and lost all that weight because you couldn't keep anything... <laughs> I got sick too later on in yeah. the trip in Bangalore. Mate, we should both go back. Yes. Yeah, no shit. We'd go back for a month, mate. Yep. Yeah. No, definitely. So March 29th is actually quite an interesting day as I go back through my memories. It oh, is- I see a few different cricket grounds. Oh, look at that. The G, isn't that beautiful? It's the eight-year anniversary of us beating New Zealand. Yeah, in the World Cup final. World Cup final. So oh, fun. you, myself, and another friend of ours decided to go across. And- Do you remember that bloke in front of us left 
pretty early, I think, didn't he? He was a Kiwi. That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Writing was on the wall yes. very early. So that marked the third consecutive Cricket World Cup that we went to at least three games at. Funnily enough, the one in our home country was the one we went to the least. least. Yeah. But that's because Perth didn't have many Aussie games and didn't have many games, yeah. True. Now, going back 12 years, yeah. So this other friend of uh, who was at that World Cup as well with us. And- yep, shout out. He's a... Strong supporter and listens. I know you two were kind of rotating throughout that trip. I was the one constant. That's was, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You sort of came home. I came back bit. early because my mom had was diagnosed with cancer and he had to come back from a wedding. And yeah, you're right. So we're all kind all of, yeah, yeah. And so he and I were down at this place called Unawatuna in the south of Sri Lanka. Beautiful, beautiful beachside sort of community. And we're at this place called the Upal Restaurant. And it sits right on the waterfront. And we're kind of having our dinner and watching this storm roll in. And it was spectacular. There was lightning everywhere. We're literally at this table and the water is probably three metres away from us, just sort of lapping in at the, the base of where the restaurant was. And we sort of moved a little bit further back. Yeah, because you know, it's a conductor. I definitely but... don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. And we're watching the cricket. We're watching the cricket. Everything's going great, beautiful, fun, 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 fun. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's like Rebecca Black Friday. Do you know that? <laughs> no. Fun, fun, fun. I'll show you after. <laughs> So we're sitting there watching the cricket. Everything's going great. Having a really fun night. Couple of drinks. Everything's sweet. And then all of a sudden, bang. Oh, Dougie Hawkins. TV goes out. I'm thinking, what the fuck's happened here? We've been hit by lightning and it's taken out the TV. Now, the guy behind the bar got it back on within about a minute. He was amazing. And then a couple of minutes later, it happened again. I think we got hit three or four times. And it kept knocking the TV out. And eventually I said to my mate, I'm like, what do we do here? Do yeah, we... well, there's some questionable safety standards in some places for obvious reasons. I'm not knocking people or places, but sometimes there is poverty and, you know, different regulations and such. So you would be a bit, be a bit scared. It's a, not a long walk back to our hotel, but do we want to be, we just stayed there for hours. Yeah, well, you would. It's like, oh, let's let's just grab this uh, metal dinghy and put over our yeah. heads and shit. <laughs> I yeah. Think, I, think, I think we stayed until probably close to midnight and eventually it kind of went away and we said, right, that's enough. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. So, Shuey, AFL. First things first, we're going to talk about tips. Not doing it this year. I know. Mm. Yeah. Just decided it was too much effort. I feel your pain. I, I mean, I can tell you what I would have got. I would have had seven in the first round and four in the second. Right. Wouldn't have had a great second round. Well, funnily enough, I'm on 11. Oh, there you go. So we're tied at the moment. We're, we're hypothetically, theoretically, yeah, yeah, theoretically yeah. tied. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, I, look, I understand. You did say that you'd give me the win by default, but I don't know if they're the two greatest words in the English language that I'll take. <laughs> Simpsons reference. Very nice. I It only took a few games for me to immediately feel just shitty about tips. Like you've got no idea what you're doing. Well, I told everyone that would listen that, Ge- that Geelong were going to lose to Collingwood, and then when it came time to tip, I tipped Geelong. Like, what the hell? Honestly. It's understandable, though. I mean, they're the side that dominated last well, season. Well, defending premiers, gave my swans a nightmare. An almighty hiding. Let's yes. Oh, yeah. And what what's changed? They're maybe a year older, yes. But, I mean, Selwood is that. Well. It's a big loss. It but, is a big loss. But did you think it was going to be that big? Well, it's heart and soul kind of stuff. I but so. I can't I can't convince you in, Stewie. I can't, I don't know, maybe send provocative uh, Twitter photos to to encourage you to do your tips, maybe. Shout out to Danderfield. Yeah, shout out to, to Rachel Danderfield. Um, certainly saved me from missing my tips many, many a time last season. <laughs> no, she does an amazing job. I appreciate it. I suspect you probably like looking at her pictures more than mine. Maybe. I reckon I get a solid A cup here, though. 
you know? Yeah, you probably... I need to go to India. Probably a little bit behind. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she's, uh, she does a great job and, and, you know, respect her. She's a Geelong supporter, so she's... Probably she's laughing, yeah. yeah. Well, not so much this season. Well, season. I mean, after last season. But certainly yeah, after yeah, last season, yeah. yeah. She did, I saw she tweeted recently actually about like if people want her on a podcast, the topics that she would discuss. It was kind of a funny range of I things. Didn't see that. Anyway, you. yeah, there you go. All right, well, I'll keep persisting with tips and you can just laugh at my lament, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I'll do that. And I'll just give you hypothetical numbers every yeah. week. Well, I had <laughs> Nine. I had 16 this week. <laughs> so I guess, oh, should we just have a bit of a reflection on what's already happened? A lot's happened already, hasn't there? Mm-hmm. Like there's been some pretty major injuries. One, the bloke made a glass. Unfortunately, is going to be out for a long time, yeah, Jeremy, Howe. Jeremy Howe. The bloke that hasn't had as checkered an injury history, but has occasionally had injury history. Maxi Gorn is out for a while. Not mm-hmm. as bad as it looked. Lucky, yeah. That looked like his season. Mm-hmm. So we, the Swannies have got him this week, so it's a good time to not get Maxi Gorn. But they got Brody Grundy now, so they got another Ruckman that they he, could use. He has been uninspiring the first couple of weeks. He well, can, it takes a while to settle in. He needs to pick up a lot, though. Yeah, well, Luke Jackson's had a similar kind of start in, in Perth, and, and Roy Lobb hasn't had a great start of the Dogs. The Dogs? Mm. Are they in shambles? There's talks of... of Coach hot seat stuff in their, their midfield. They get smashed in the midfield, which is so unlike them because you, you look at the list, and I've said this countless times, they have one of the best midfields on paper that you'd probably ever see. They did lose Josh Dunkley, of course. That does definitely which hurt does, yeah. A lot. Yeah. But yeah, they're still very, very different. Oh, yeah, they are. They are. But they they, are. they're getting smashed. Yeah. So. Well, it seems a lot of people I look, I'll be honest, I haven't seen I've watched three and a half games each round. I haven't seen any more much of the dogs, maybe a few little highlights, but a lot of people are questioning their effort, which isn't a good sign. Yeah, well, early in the season, some yeah. people aren't quite at that fitness. Well, level. yeah, well, fitness is another thing. You should have maximum effort at the start of the season, True. maybe not maximum fitness. True. Okay, you can ease your way in, but... Mm, mm. Doesn't look great. No, it doesn't. But I think one of the really interesting things is that it's been a very, very good couple of weeks for new coaches. Yes, yes, indeed. New old coaches. New old coaches, yeah. So Alistair Clark's in at North Melbourne. Now, admittedly, Fremantle probably shot themselves in the foot. Oh, yeah, game. yeah. Well, what do you reckon of that finish? I reckon it was fine. Yeah, it seemed to... Apparently, the rule is the field umpire can't call a free kick until the boundary umpire calls out of bounds. And by then, the siren had sounded... Yep. They had no one to blame but themselves. They they just can't score. So the, Like, I've watched both games, and they've just been... Awful. Well, that's pretty standard for them. They're it is. It is. It's been, always been there, or has been their Achilles for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Haven't been a, a potent offensive team. A couple of things from that free kick, though, that I have seen on a couple of the podcasts. So, firstly, there was, I guess, footage that showed the umpires and what they were saying to each other, and they tried to sync it up. They were yelling out, "Pay it, pay it," as if like they were going to pay deliberate as soon as that whistle. Oh, came. I think it was deliberate. Well, it was, and yeah. then they would have paid it. Yeah. But as soon as that sort of you know that that rule comes into play, they didn't have a choice but to call the game dead. Yeah. And if you go back to the previous deliberate, how much time was wasted kicking the ball inside fifty? It was about seven seconds or six seconds. I think it was maybe thirteen seconds on the clock when it went out of bounds. And by the time they're bombing it in, it was like six or seven. Oh, it was tense. So they they shot themselves in the foot. No one to blame but themselves. But Clarko bringing that winning attitude to a team. They've, they've won a Belief, few, it's amazing, isn't it? They've won the same amount of games already as they won all the last season. And they'll almost certainly win on the weekend because they've got Hawthorne. Yep. 
So Clarko against his old team. That should be and of course, Rossi Lyon in round one against the Dockers. They they managed to schedule the first couple of rounds quite nicely, they haven't did. they, with the storylines. And he was another one I was going to talk about. So 2-0 and starting his, I guess, his second tenure. Second stint, yeah. At the, uh, at the, the St Kilda Saints. Great start. Good to see them playing, again, a much more intense brand of football. Especially with so many guys out. Yes. They had so many guys out in round one. 13 players missing. At the Far moment, out. Yeah, wow. Which is huge. Yeah, it is. But again, like they're tackling hard. They're playing on at all costs. They're basically saying, bugger it. Like, if we turn it over, but we want to be slingshotting from... Oh, it's an exciting know. brand of footy, and it's 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 holding footy in good stead, I hope. Because I think is. the games will be entertaining this season. And then I think probably the other really exciting one is Brad Scott at Essendon. Now, okay, they haven't played the most... Uh, yeah, no, their tier. fans are getting a bit... <laughs> the overreactions always happen. Yeah, but again, they're, they're playing decent footy. Look, Gold Coast, okay, they're probably not going to win the premiership this year, but they're still going to be a team that's going to push you. Yeah. yeah, well, I thought they might take the next step, but there's talks that Stewie Jew is probably top of the list on the coaching hot seat. That round one game, though, it, they were playing in like, it was still 36 degrees throughout the whole game with the humidity at like 85% or something ridiculous. Mm. It was pretty nuts, yeah. Yeah, not great. No. Not great. And so, yeah, I mean, we're seeing a number of teams that are 2-0. Your Swans have started very well. Yes, and we've had two scoregami, Stewie. I know you love a scoregami. I love a scoregami. So both of them. So in round one against Gold Coast, 110 to 61, and Hawthorne on the weekend, 118 to 37, the 6,562nd unique score in VFL AFL history. Interesting. There was that 58 all draw between Richmond and Carlton in round one. That was a scoregami as well. Yeah, what a crazy way to start the season, hey? You know how? So, so sometimes when you draw a match, a draw feels like a loss, or a draw can feel like a win. Always feels like a loss to me. Oh, I, I think that the, the circumstances of the game. To Richmond, it would have felt like a win because they, they were down. Well, I don't know. I think both teams will feel like they should have won and both teams will feel lucky they didn't lose because Carlton had all the momentum in some ways and had the scoreboard pressure, but Richmond had a lot of the play at the end, but they just couldn't convert. They missed some key shots. So, yeah, that was that was an interesting way to start the season, definitely. It, it was. And the thing is, like, you could kind of look at some of these other teams that are, that are struggling. So Geelong, who we've spoken about, you know, they're maybe not getting as much out of their midfield as they'd like. Jeremy Cameron's been spectacular, though. He single-handedly nearly won the game over the weekend for them. That amazing sort of back and forth with Charlie Curnow. Fun to watch. Unfortunately, I missed that one. Yeah, I wish I saw it. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Those Carlton bigs are, are exciting, aren't they? they? Really those Deconings are. on both teams, actually. Yes. Yeah. While we're talking about 2-0 and 0-2, I've got some stats here from our good friend Swampy. VFL, AFL seasons where the reigning Premier has started 0-2 while the reigning Wooden Spooner has started 2-0. 1970, Richmond and Melbourne. 2000, North and Collingwood. And 2023, Geelong and North. And then as far as Wooden Spooners turning it around... Uh, your Eagles did it in 2011 and Essendon in 2017 to go 2-0 the following year. So it hasn't happened very often, mm. but it's happened this year. The thing is, I mean, how often do shit teams become elite? Not very often. No. And I know two's not a huge sample size. No, when scheduling and fixturing helps, doesn't it? it? It does, but you've still got to win a game away from home. Well, unless you're in Melbourne, I guess, but... It's going to be an away game regardless. Yeah, look, if you're a shitty team the season before, you'll be very happy 2-0. Yeah, I can take happy. it. And yeah. Well, especially North Melbourne, who, as you said... They will go 3-0. Very, very I can't unlikely. see them losing on the weekend. It's very unlikely. And on the flip side, I don't think Geelong... Well, I don't know what you think, but I don't think Geelong need to panic. Looking at their schedule, 
they could very easily be five and two after seven games. It's an interesting little run for Geelong. So they've got Hawthorne next week, which you would expect would be a pretty easy win. They've got the Eagles the following week, which again you would expect they'd win that. Then they've got the big one against your Swans. Yeah, and we play we play Cardinia Park pretty well, but again they're at home, so they would feel fairly confident. And then Essendon, Adelaide, Richmond, Fremantle, GWS, like that's a very good run. For yeah, them. exactly. Like you wouldn't actually be surprised if they were seven, eight, and two. That's right. Something yeah, like or that. seven and three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, the so one, there's no need to panic in Geelong. No, I think the one that is a concern though is actually the Dockers. Oh, big time. There's there's a lot of concern for them. I mean, Well, I'll tell you what. Nat Fife was shit in the first game. I, I don't think that's an overreaction. He was really poor. And just their goal kicking. Oh, they got it. Like, their defense is good. Their midfield's good. But they just can't score. Hmm. Jackson and Darcy in the same side, the Warriors. Well, well, look, I love Darcy. I think he's one of the best ruckmen in the competition. And I think Jackson's a good ruckman. But is he going to give you enough forward? Neither of them are a good forward, though. That's the oh, well, I mean, yeah, you'll have Darcy running around the ground most of the time. Mm. Yeah. But it is a worry. I mean, this game against West Coast this weekend almost becomes a must win. I kind of tempted to pick the Eagles, if I'm honest. I, I probably would as well. Yeah, yeah. Quite frankly. And I hate saying it because I never pick West Coast right now. They're not a team I feel any confidence. Well, you won't be tipping, I've been told. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, they've got, after that, they've got Adelaide, Gold Coast, the Bulldogs. So they've got a bit of a run there, but then they start, you know, the middle of the season, they start running into consecutive games against Sydney, Geelong, Melbourne, Richmond. Like it's a, there's a really, really key month in there. Where oh yeah. 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 They could very easily drop away from the pack. And then all of a sudden they're chasing their tail and season could potentially be past them. They do have Hawthorne twice. So that's good. They do. They've got a lot of winnable games, but again, it's, we talk a lot about scoreboard pressure, but sometimes that ladder pressure as well. You know, you start looking at that ladder and it's like, oh God, we're five and nine or something like that. I know the cliche is one game at a time, but it's it's hard not to look ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, it plays on you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's bound to. I want to also acknowledge on the weekend, Alex Pierce and Jai Simpkin became the second set of Indigenous captains to face off behind Michael Long and Gavin Wanganeen. Must have been when Wangers had gone to Port, I guess. It would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. So that's that's good. It's You would have liked to have seen it happen more often. That's but, exactly uh, what my thoughts are. Yeah, yeah. No, big fan of Alex Pierce. Great down back and marshals those troops well. Yep. Now, I guess we've got to talk about, I guess, a little bit of controversy here and there. Where do we start? Head knocks and suspensions? Yeah. I'm amazed Cozzy Pickett only got two weeks. I'm disgusted that he only got yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, should, that seemed like... Yeah, no. Nah, he was targeting, right? Yeah. Well, the, the reason that it looks so bad is because if you, you look at that and then you look at the sling tackle that got four weeks. Uh, so Nathan Broad, the sling, Adelaide, yeah. sling yep. tackle and Patrick Parnell get yep. four weeks. I love that number. Four is a good number for that because it's a tackle that doesn't belong in the, the game. Sling tackles are very dangerous. Yeah. Belong in the game, especially yeah. on the boundary line because yeah. you've got sometimes those uneven bits. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Depending on the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And again, they're talking about protecting the head. Now, this is where, obviously, the Cozzy Pickett thing doesn't sit well with me. No. Because, again, he's he's chosen to leave He's the left his feet. Yeah, that's right. Yep. He's chosen to bump and he's chosen to hit the head. He's Well, he's not playing the ball. To only get two weeks for that. Like, I thought Buddy should have got a week for his in round one. But to say that Cozzy's is only marginally worse than Buddy's, I think is way off. Way off. It's, it's Yeah, it's disgraceful. And so, yeah, I think that should have definitely been four. Uh, there's a couple of other ones as well. So you had, I don't know if you saw from the Gold Coast uh, versus Essendon game. So Charlie Ballard hitting Mac Wolfie. No, I didn't you actually. No, no, so he's... Um, he's Punch, played, just 
Well, I shouldn't say just. Well, let's go to the third umpire. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, one week. It was one week overturned to nothing. Yeah. Disappointing, I think. Yeah. It it didn't seem super bad, but they're trying to we're trying to rule that out of the game. So again, hit him in the head though. Yeah, lifted the elbow. The excuse was I was trying to fend off Welfie to stop from getting blocked. You don't do that with your elbow. There's no need. So I thought that one was pretty disappointing. Yeah, probably a bit lucky. And the Franklin one. So you thought he should have got a week? Yeah. You what? You didn't think that was enough. I love the fact that you said that. Oh, absolutely! Look, it was split second. It all happened very quickly. But he did. He hit him high, and he hit him with his shoulder. So the issue I had with that one is that Franklin has a very long history of running past the football. Uh, I've seen it multiple times where he's basically taken smaller guys out. I think with a head of steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One that might have been. Uh, Caleb Daniel, one of the small. Oh yeah, guys. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Luke Dalhouse or one of those sort yeah, of guys. One of, yeah. one of those guys. And, and again, look, he wasn't far past the football in this one, but you could see that he was looking past it, looking for the contact. And look, full credit to Sam Collins. He got up. He's a tough dude. But again, yeah, I, I agree. I think that should have been a week, yeah. especially when you consider his track record. Yeah. Not his first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I think the obvious question is, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this match review panel. Mm. Well, it's it's all about outcome, isn't it? We've talked about it before. We'll keep tabs on it, and I'm sure we'll uh, lament it many times it in the course off. of the season. Like, yeah, yeah. The inconsistency. You have to look at the intent yeah. just as much as the result. Yeah, and the tribunal, the match review panel, there's a few different moving parts here that don't seem to be working together very well. I don't know. The wheels need some grease or something. But here's my here's my question. This, this is the one question I have based on that. If you're running past me and I trip you over and you fall over and you concuss yourself and you're out for two weeks, should I get suspended for three or four because you got concussed? No, you should be suspended for the normal amount of tripping, whatever the precedent is. But, but It's the eggshell skull principle this, in law, yes. Yeah. Look, yeah. look at the outcome, though. You've become... I, no, I don't, I don't think it should be outcome-based. No, I think I, no, it, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's where they've got it wrong. Hypothetically, yeah. the, the league is always looking at this where it's like, I could, if I punched you in the face... And you walked off with no issues at all. Would I get, you know, would I get more of a penalty than if I trip you over? Well, that's right. I mean, like it's yeah, yeah. We can't we can't focus on outcomes. We should focus on the severity, the intent, intent, yes, and what stuff we think is acceptable and what stuff we want to rule out of the game. And if that means things that used to be acceptable even five years ago need a week, then we've got to give them a week. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, well, we'll come back to that. The other funny one was Gabbergate, Stewie. Now, they behaved a lot better than they did at Waverley Park in 96. I actually forgot about that. We were in year eight back then, so I don't have strong memories of it. But they pulled down a goalpost and they set shit on fire and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) But what a weird situation. So I think they were off for, what, 45 minutes or so? So I kept an eye on the game. I was with some mates and we were chatting most of the time and Brisbane were winning comfortably. So we weren't keeping too much of an eye on things. And then it got close when they came back on. How much of it do you reckon is as simple as Melbourne warming up earlier, having longer time to warm up? Look, I think that's a contributing factor. I think as professionals, it maybe shouldn't have had as big an impact as it did. Because we all know, I mean, it got down well within two oh, yeah. under two kicks, yeah. which from a 40-point lead is yeah. it's a big deal. Look, it's disgusting that that happens. You know, you've got the Brisbane as the home team being told, you have got to stay in here for another five minutes. Yeah, weird. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, look, I've heard other things. I've heard Kane Corns talking about, oh, maybe we should talk about 
if that happens again, you just call the game, which I think is ridiculous. Well, that's that was going to be what I asked you next because it's a really interesting. I mean, clearly, percentage often plays a massive part. Can be the difference between making the four and not making the four, making the eight, not making the eight, and so forth, breaking tires, whatnot. I mean, the proof's in the pudding there. That percentage shrunk a great deal. Yes. Because Melbourne nearly grabbed victory from the jaws of defeat. So it kind of justified playing it out. But I don't know. It's it's tricky when they're not located in the same state. Yeah. You, it's a bit easier if it was two Victorian teams, for example, or a derby or something. Well, he's talking like Duckworth-Lewis sort of equivalent. You can't do that. Oh, no. There's no fucking... I mean, Duckworth-Lewis has enough problems as it is, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. So, yeah. And, and it's not like... You, know, you come back on, oh, it's dangerous because there's a wet outfield because they play in all oh, conditions. Of course. Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I think the big issue is just the fact that they didn't get the same warm up. Potentially, there was an impact, and I guess it was one of those things where once the avalanche started, I reckon, I reckon they thought they had it won, and they took the foot off the pedal. I, I reckon that's what happened, and I reckon Melbourne, I reckon Goodwin said to them, boys, stay focused. It's kind of like the Super Bowl halftime. Lasts a bit yeah. longer. The team that focuses better in the break is the team that comes out better when play resumes. And I think he said to them, boys, we can win this if we play this well. And I think they had genuine belief, even without Gorn. So great effort. But they do have a very good record in Brisbane. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of people would have been tipping the Ds even. Well, look, it's been an interesting first couple of weeks. The first couple of weeks, you never know what you're going to get. As no. You always say the shit teams maybe don't know their shit yet. Yeah, so well, our mate Steve always says that. And we might have him on soon because he's in uh, Norway, but he's been playing an international Aussie rules football competition. So, yeah, he's down in France. Yeah, hopefully we'll get him on to talk about that because I think that could be quite interesting. Yeah, but no, that's right. Yeah, you don't know. The shit teams don't know their shit yet. They haven't realised their shit yet. Mm. So. So yeah. yes, it's one of those things where we won't really know too much about the shape of the season for another six, eight weeks. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I always say you can't really focus on the ladder till about round six-ish. Mm. Yeah. The other one now, just quickly, because I know we're running out of time, we're going to record another episode right after this. But what do you make of Daisy Pierce not being allowed into the rooms? I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. Well, she's an assistant coach for Geelong, so I don't think... Absolutely. I wouldn't want any part of the broadcast team in the room. I don't care if you've got a microphone tonight. If you're a fucking coach on another night, I don't want you anywhere near. So I think it's completely fair enough. It's nothing personal. But if that's the case, then you've, you've kind of almost got a, you've, I don't know. I think you could make a case like does, okay, I'm just, I'm trying to think of a good example here of, of maybe an equivalent. Yeah. An equivalent where, I mean, what about someone like, I mean, okay. It's maybe not quite the same, but what about like Luke Darcy going down in there? Well, they've talked about that, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, as a board member. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a board member. He yeah. can feed information back to the Western. Well, I, I, I don't think anyone that is affiliated with another team, I think you'd be well within your rights to say, sorry, guys, you're not coming back here. But even then, I mean, even if you have Roaming Brian, all the information that he gets, I mean, he could easily uh, slip, yeah. slip at the tongue. He could accidentally mention, oh, I Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd go to that degree. I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah it could be that but, easy to just be like, oh, slip at the tongue. I mean... I mean, how much information do you really think they're going to get out? That that's that's my other thing. Like, how much do they really think they're going to get out from those rooms? Oh, look, who knows? You, maybe you see something on the whiteboard. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. I'm, yeah, I, I think if you're working for another team, I think it's perfectly reasonable that you wouldn't go back into certain conversations. Well, if that's the case, then she shouldn't be in the commentary team. Full stop. Well, that's a whole other discussion. And that, and that's that's my thoughts. If she's allowed to be in the commentary team. 
then but i also don't really like players that, yeah well uh, we've talked about mitch yeah. creek in the nbl and yeah yeah players commentating it's like well, danger if, often if, commentates if, yeah well that's like it's yeah it's hard it's sort of almost good for the goose good for the gander mm. but, uh, no no fair. Yeah, it's interesting quick hits couple of i've got a couple of swampies so will ashcroft only took two games he is the quickest to 30 plus touches nine plus clearances and one plus goals in a match Put it in perspective, Toby Green, 11, Anthony Miles, 12, Daniel Rich, 16, Simon Black, 21. The list goes on and on. Gee, that's a, a very, very early effort getting those. Yeah, so good signs there. Now, I mentioned the draw between Carlton and Richmond earlier. That was the record eighth draw for Jack Rewalt in his career. Wow. All eight of them against different clubs. Yeah, right. Yeah. They might have had one against your Eagles, did they? Oh, Probably. I remember him kicking a bag against your Eagles. That wasn't a draw, right, obviously. Well, that wouldn't be hard to yeah, do. Yeah. Oh, no, this is many years ago. This is when they were still shit. But, oh, there you go. That, that's a great stat. But they've all happened in the state of Victoria. So six of them at the MCG, two of them at Marvel. There you go. I've got another Swampy. Will Hoskin Elliott became the player with a hyphenated name to play the most VFL, AFL games. <laughs> Passing David Reese jones Lewis Roberts-Thompson, Shea Cockatoo-Collins, Darcy Byrne Jones. So 182, 179, 160, 151. So 183 not out to Will Hoskin. I'm surprised LRT was down third. I honestly thought he would have been higher than that. Oh, 180 odd games. Yeah, that's, that's about right. He had a few injury problems. It just seemed like he was always there. He was around for a long time. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, sure. You know what that music means. Good to have you back, mate. Yeah, good to be back. Final thoughts time. Mate, footy's on, footy's here again. Sure is. Footy's back like an old friend. It sure is. It's it sure is. so, so great to have the footy back on. Even though my team might be a bit average this season, you guys will be great. Well, you're already halfway to your record from last season. Yes, very true. Yeah, good. no, we are good. Good yeah. for the cellar dwellers already, that's, that's for sure. But yes, this is true. Look, it's just so many weeks to go, so many stories to unfold. It's just great that it's finally here. Great to have you back too, mate. Some interesting thoughts on the NBL. Until next time, I'm Nate. And I'm Stu. We are the Sport Blokes.